0: luxury quality within reach go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com slash style from barangaroo studios the Ozbiz cov is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance Hey, and welcome to the podcast for this afternoon on the 23rd of July. It's a Thursday afternoon. I'm Nadine, and I'm here with Scuddy as per usual. Yeah, keeping an eye on equities, obviously today, the top 200 finished up by about three tenths of a percent, but it really was a tight trading range today, Scotty.
1: Yeah, I think a little bit uh, like us. Uh, it's been a busy day for the market, busy week and uh, looked a little bit tired. So not really too much direction. Uh, closed high, which is uh, always nice for investors, but uh, really no rhyme or reason today. Uh, I think we're waiting to go and see what's going to happen in the, uh, in between China and the United States and also the, China, the U.S. fiscal uh, negotiations. So Bit of, a, bit of a relaxing time after some pretty big moves earlier in the week.
0: Certainly so. The S&P ASX 200 remains comfortably above that 6,000 level, so there you go. Uh, we had reporting season in the U.S. setting the tone to a certain degree. We also had trade war and virus concerns keeping traders on their toes. But generally speaking, the results out of the U.S. were pretty positive. I mean, Tesla got some headlines. We don't need to go through them at this stage of the day. Microsoft disappointed a bit, but generally positive Q2 results coming through from Microsoft. So we'll be keeping a close eye on US earnings season tonight. Uh, We had a number of uh, companies coming through today. We just chatted with the CEO of DroneShield, an interesting company protecting against drones, as the name sort of implies. That company was up by about 25%. We also chatted with um, a couple of gold you know, miners in the gold space, I should say explorers in the gold space, and that came off after a few quarterly production reports coming from that area of the market, Newcrest, Evolution, and Northern Star, and a good day, I suppose, to be a gold miner, good times with the gold price pushing uh, ever higher, close to all-time highs.
1: Yes, it's uh, only about 50 bucks an ounce away now in US dollar terms. So very close. We've seen a lot of other uh, gold prices and other currencies already hit record highs. So maybe the US dollar is next cab off the rank.
0: And we will be keeping a really close eye on the US dollar as well. But back to Australia today, I suppose that was just a long preamble to the Piste de la resistance, which was, of course, the economic and fiscal update coming from the federal government. We heard from Josh Frydenberg, the treasurer. We heard from Matthias Cormann, uh, the finance minister. There was some talk that we could be getting some further policy measures announced today. David Plank from ANZ, credit where credit is due, Scuddy. He was right. He warned us yesterday, don't think of this as a budget. There will be no further policy updates and uh, he was right. Was that a disappointment?
1: Uh, I think people who are looking for a tax cut was probably disappointing, but uh, to be honest, not really surprising. We're only only just over two months away from the actual budget. So if we're waiting for uh, some more stimulus, which there undoubtedly will be on the way at some point. I don't think you're going to have to go and wait very long. Maybe uh, maybe another month or so, then we'll start getting some uh, little indications about potential sweeteners we might see in the budget.
0: We just talked with Deanna Messina from AMP Capital, and she said, look, she's not expecting a fiscal cliff now, she's not expecting it, even next year, you know, when this second tranche of the job seeker and job keeper programs roll off, because she believes that the government has done enough to sort of cushion that blow, and potentially will do do more. I mean, you've got to say that now that we're on the the back end of the announcements this week, debt deficit, yes, they are talking points, but you know, people were talking to you, Scotty, are saying it's money well spent.
1: Well, yeah, it's, uh, I completely agree. It's money well spent because you look at the alternative scenario. The government does no stimulus, no support package. You're going to have mass unemployment. You're going to go and have a collapse in consumption because of the income I hit. And then you're going to have a massive deficit. So we're just got a massive deficit now on its own. Whilst people have still got income and are still attached to, the yard, to their job, that to me is a very good thing. Those pushing like the need to go and start raining and spending now and all this kind of thing, I really wonder what they're trying to go and get at. What Do they want to have misery on society? Because that's what they're trying to push.
0: And Australian bond yields are clearly shrugging their shoulders at all this talk of debt and deficit.
1: Absolutely. It's uh, Take a look at uh, what's going on in the bond market. The Australian government can go and borrow for 10 years at under 0.9%. Uh, that's almost uh, at record lows. We had a uh, big bondage went go off yesterday, 2B of a 2029 20, bond. Was, uh, was issued at 0.83% and it went to just one buyer. So there's uh, there's concerns about the ability for the Australian government to fund itself at, uh, at low levels to keep taxation levels low. Certainly it's not being seen in the markets and I'm not surprised by that reaction.
0: We spoke with uh, Shirelle um, we spoke with Sherelle Murphy, senior economist from ANZ a little bit earlier on, as well as Justin Smirk from Westpac. And you can listen to that interview to get their take on debt deficit. And importantly, I think what the government should potentially do from here in terms of policy, because that's you know that's the next hurdle uh, to get us through this pandemic and get the economy to growth. And you can do that by accessing the show notes that are at the bottom of uh, the, the page there. And um, we also... A little bit earlier on spoke with the managing director of Conrad Song, so some interesting metrics that he is watching as he looks to identify outperformers ahead of earnings season here in Australia. He says, stay unemotional, look at the numbers closely and he names some companies. So if you'd like to listen to that, feel free to do so via the same routine. And also, we spoke with Portfolio Manager of QBG Capital, Josh Clark. So his long short fund returned close to 30% for the full year, 34% since inception in May 2019. And again, talking to the COVID theme, he's just not putting a lot of faith into the ability of these travel companies in particular to rebound anytime very quickly. And uh, Scotty, no surprise when we saw 403 new cases, new COVID cases in Victoria today.
1: Yes, no. Not only domestically, you know, we've seen, of course, in uh, New South Wales as well. That it was nine ten today, so very tiny in the scheme of things, but still growing. Uh, but then you look across what's going on, in, particularly in the United States. I looked at some of the figures out of uh, California today, just horrendously bad. No record deaths, record deaths, no case counts. So the one thing that is almost certain, the something something certain in twenty twenty, is that the uh, international border is not going to be open.
0: It was, yeah. Um, you know, for 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 worse, I think, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but mm. better from a health perspective. Uh, oh, look,
1: absolutely. But unfortunately for those uh, those tourism sectors that uh, cater for international, uh, international arrivals, uh, it's going to be tough times. I've written about this in the past. It's not infallible. They can go and pivot towards uh, supporting uh, domestic tourists. But of course, when you have a uh, no spread of the virus around the community in uh, two of Australia's largest states, uh, that makes it very difficult. So there is, the, of course, the risk that we'll see a rollback of those opening ups. What we've seen with the borders, particularly with New South Wales and Queensland. If that happens, then look back to square one again. Uh, we'll have to go... No and, thanks. Yeah, oh, absolutely not. But that is clearly a risk at this point in time.
0: Scotty, it's a big night in the U.S. with the jobless claims because they haven't been improving to the same degree as you know previously. So that's a big one to watch in the U.S. tonight. But I know that one thing that you're really keeping a close eye on is all these negotiations when it comes to further stimulus in the U.S. We're talking $1 trillion, $1.5 trillion, Uh something, something will have to come through.
1: Yeah, household payments and also the uh, enhanced unemployment benefits. So at the moment, uh, on top of what would normally be the case, uh, you're getting unemployed uh, people are getting $600 per week U.S. extra. So that's a nice little fillet. Uh, the Republicans are arguing, and probably rightfully so, that that's discouraging people from rejoining the workforce. But uh, their offer at the moment, I think when I read this morning, I'm not sure if it's changed now, was uh, to go and cut that back to $100 a week increase uh, on top of what would normally be paid. So uh, that would be a big income hit. Uh, Democrats obviously wanna go and keep uh, the current status quo. I think at some point they will go and strike a deal, but uh, knowing what Congress is like, you knowing it will probably be right up to the last hour or even you know, potentially past uh, you know, the turn of the month. And that would go and mean that there may be some short-term cash flow problems. But I think they'll still get something over the line.
0: Okay, so what are you watching in this upcoming U.S. session, this overseas sh- session to come?
1: Uh, outside of the data, I'll be looking at earnings. Uh, one thing I've noticed with earnings is that we've seen uh, analysts sufficiently going uh, lower the bar for expectations when it comes to earnings. Uh, so it. make the, uh, I think what I last read yesterday, there was about 80% of companies who had reported had beaten uh, in the bottom line. So obviously like, that's helped. But uh, once again, it comes down to these negotiations. That to me is, is the key thing moving forward. We've seen the US dollar particularly under pressure uh, based on what's been going on with other fiscal uh, you know, bodies around the world, stimulus measures. Uh, I think the markets are waiting to get some clarity on what that. The last minute rally we saw overnight uh, in Wall Street was held by reports that there may be some progress moving towards uh, that with the other uh, Democrats and the, uh, the Republicans.
0: OK, so we're going to be following the nuances of that. Uh, EU consumer confidence tonight. NZ trade balance comes through tomorrow at 8.45 local time. New Zealand share market took a little bit of a hit in the session today. Uh, a little bit of um, a confidence in chorus being hurt by uh, the regulator there in New Zealand. No economic data here at home. Tomorrow, So we'll get a bit of a break on that front, but there's plenty to come in the way of amazing guests, great guests. We'll be speaking with Hayden Beamish. He's a PM at Endeavour Asset Management. So again, we'll be talking positioning as we head into reporting season. Uh, We'll be talking to BNP Paribas, the CEO here in Australia, about China and the market volatility that we've seen as of late. And we'll also be speaking with the MD of Soraya Resources. So that's um, all the challenges facing the company's graphite operation in Mozambique. And also in the wake of Evolution's report today, we'll be speaking with the uh, executive chair of Evolution Mining, and we'll play that out for you at 1 p.m. local time. Uh, I should mention the stock of the day, shouldn't I? Audinate, AD8 is the ticker code. It was down by 5.8%. It entered a trading halt yesterday, announcing a $40 million capital raise to accelerate growth and pursue possible acquisitions. I spoke with Rudy Filipek van Dijk from FN Arena about this one.
1: The company recently updated the market ahead of the the raising and they basically have been been acknowledging that the times are tough for them. Uh, It's one of those very promising stories that once they're listed, it it, it started to get traction. And you can see that the share price that really performed quite well until the pandemic hit. Uh, And the share price hasn't recovered back to where it was because the company itself had to admit it's not the same anymore. Um, so my view would be, um, yes, you can you can add this to your portfolio, but with the right risk adjustment, it's it's a small cap stock that's not profitable. But, and, and you have to be patient, I think. Um, I mean, tough times basically means the share price is unlikely to rally anytime soon. And my thesis has always been that at some point in the future, maybe even five, six years in the future, it's gonna be such an essential that it's gonna be able to very gradually start dialing up um, it's prices and it will have true pricing power. And then once you have true pricing power, you've got a recipe for being able to increase your profits just a little bit by little bit in excess of inflation every year for a really long time. And at that point I imagine it would become an absolute market darling. So I, I should disclose I own a tiny holding in this company just purely because it's one that I find really interesting. It's a really high quality business model, but I'm not super enthused at the prospects at the moment just because of this sort of medium term headwind we've got with the pandemic.
0: And that was Claude Walker from A Rich Life weighing in on Autonate Group, which is ticker code 88. Finish the day down by close to 6%, as I mentioned. So that was the stock of the day. Who knows what will be the stock of the day tomorrow? You'll have to watch the call from 12 p.m. Uh, 10 stocks in detail. We really pick the eyes out of them, find out whether you should buy, hold or sell those maybe, names maybe we should do
1: a property one because you know, it's a friday Australians friends love property and it's the weekend maybe a property one's due okay.
0: all right we'll put that on the list of things to do add it to the list that's what we always say okay that is the cob for today it's a thursday that means that it's friday tomorrow scuddy shall we do it then
1: i'm looking forward to it it'll be a big uh, big end to a big week